0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Arislingers, how are we all? How are the darts coming out? Can't say mine are coming up too good. Um, I'm thinking of getting some shorter stems, um, but I'm not too sure yet. Definitely need some different ones, the windmill ones are breaking when I look at them, so we're going to do that. Um, There's not a lot happening in the world of darts, hence the talk of stems to kick off the show, but um, yeah, what can we do? I'm at a little bit of a loss as to what to do with my time on the weekend mornings when I'm up early and no one else is. There's no darts to watch. So just I've been watching the bloody Big Bash, for God's sake, and that's no good because it's cricket, not darts. So we'll get there, though. Um, not long now until the Masters kicks off. That's on this upcoming weekend. So I will do a preview of that on probably Thursday. And, yeah, that'll be exciting stuff. But we'll talk about that next week. Um this episode is going to be all about my understanding of the structure based on the research I've done of Australian darts, mainly the top, uh, top echelon of Australian darts and where they all play their darts and how they play their darts. So this is all what I've gathered and it's my understanding of it. I may be wrong, but I thought I'll do some research for you and just talk about it and see how I go. Now Australia runs very similar to a lot of the countries in the world. Um, England is your best example. There's two sort of setups that make it all up, but um, we'll run through it. So Darts Australia is our governing body, pretty much that they run the darts of Australia. A lot of the darts in Australia is through them. They host a few main events, uh, the Oz Open. They're Australasian champs. Australasian champs may be state versus state. Not 100% sure of that. And there's not a lot of information out there, especially with um, 21 and, 2021 and 2020. Nothing, none of the, neither of those were played um, just because of COVID. So not a lot of information about those few previous tournaments. A lot of darts played under their governance is at state level. So run by the state organisations um, before we go any further, though, a bit of bad news last week around Victoria cancelled their Latrobe Classic. Not much better news coming out this week with Queensland Darts, Zone 10 Open, that's the Logan area, uh, was postponed a while ago and is now been cancelled. Tasmania have had the Emu Bay Classic cancelled and the Launceston Masters, is that's their big one down there. And it looks like that is going to be delayed. Hopefully not cancelled, but delayed at the moment. Now, Darts Australia operate under the World Darts Federation, the WDF, which takes care of the sport worldwide. I think they have a lot of the say in the rules of the game and just take care of a lot of worldwide darts. They host their own world championships, which are coming up very soon. They used to be organised by the BDO, which folded. I think I've spoken about that before, but yeah, I think there might've been some pretty dodgy stuff going on with them. Not dodgy, but just promising prize money and not delivering and things like that. We won't go into too much detail until I've researched that properly because I don't like to mess with stuff. I don't know, but this is what this whole episode is about. I don't even know if most of the stuff I'm talking about is accurate, but it seems like what I can get the gist of. As I said before, a lot of the starts played is run by the state organization in Australia not sure there is any for Northern Territory, but here are the organisations that I know of. So there's, there's Darts ACT, Darts New South Wales, Darts Queensland, Darts TAS, Darts SA, Darts Vic and Darts WA. A lot of the pub leagues, local comps, will be under their guidance, not guidance, but maybe follow their rules, which are set down by the WAF and Darts Australia. And they probably get a little bit of funding from there and organise and help do that and get players into bigger tournaments as well through a lot of that Uh, pretty sure a lot of state tournaments are open to anyone so long as you are are a member and a lot of their tournaments a lot of the tournaments by the darts australia and those state tournaments state organizations are generally opens i'm not 100 sure about the big one but i'm pretty sure a lot of the other ones are open you just got to be a member and you're in they have a ranking system which i'm Can't find anything up to date to see how accurate it is. I know a lot of darts have been cancelled, so probably unfair to do too much rankings. Just with a lot of New South Wales and Queens, uh, New South New South Wales and Victoria not allowed to play too much, so it's probably not not great to have it. Yeah, I'm just not sure about the Oz Oz Champs and Australasian Open, whatever they called it, if there's a qualification or not. But there probably probably is for a tournament that size, but most of the other ones just be a member, sign up, and you're in. All the state affiliates, they all have a website. Uh, A lot of them are linked to their Facebook. You don't get a lot from it. I don't know if once you're a member, they email you and you know where to look and get invites and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, there's not a lot on their pages. Uh, I think WA has an okay one. And definitely New South Wales had a very good site with a a nice up-to-date calendar, but couldn't find a lot. COVID's hit them all hard, and it's not easy to find an updated calendar. I did find one from Darts Australia. There's basically an event most weekends through that. Uh, The first two have been cancelled, though, so that's not great. But hopefully we continue on and steam ahead and not have too much of that happening. Darts Australia and all of the state associates are a not-for-profit organisation, so it's all volunteers most of their funds will come from membership fees entry fees into the tournaments and a lot of it will go back into the sport and the prize money for those tournaments so that's always good to have you know a lot of a lot of people put in a lot of hard work in most grassroots style sports around australia they can't all be like the pdc and the afl and english premier league and all that where there's just in indian premier league as well there's just tons of money by certain people that put money in and TV rights can't all be like that. We can't all just have millions and millions poured into each sport. So if you're not a volunteer for your local organization, get involved and just take the pressure off all those people that put in a lot of hard work and help out a bit. And, you know, it could help grow it. The more people and more hands on deck can head out, get it going. Now, basically, Darts Australia is kind of your grassroots, I would call it, is the best way to explain it to all Australians, just like your local football league sort of thing. um, Yeah, that's probably the best way. It's important. They're important to ensure that darts happens and um, people can go out there to the pub and have a throw and there is a tournament there for them and not just sit at home and do nothing. They get to go out there and it's all organised by those organisations they hold a lot of tournaments as i said if you can find that uh, darts australia calendar which i was going to link but i'm struggling to find it again if i find it i will link it for you i'll even put it on my new facebook page so get around that yeah you want to you want to compete you want to see it all you want to join in and meet some new people have some fun and compete at a at a quality level there's a lot of quality darts going around out there all right, so now we can move to the DPA, Darts Players Australia. Very, very similar to the PDC. They run the professional side of darts in Oz. Although no one really living in Oz is going to be a full-time darts player because there's just no, there isn't the money in Darts Players Australia as there is in the PDC. So there's now the prize pool for the PDC each year is $13 million of just prize money. That's before you have any sponsorships, any media stuff that you do. $13 million on offer. There may be probably 40000 on offer in, at the DPA with 20000 of that being the winner of the Oceanic Masters. A lot of that being because you win the f- away, your way to the uh, World Championships where the first round is guaranteed £8,000 or something like that, which works out to be plus your prize money for winning nearly $20,000. So they've included that in that as well. So yeah, there's just not the money there. I would love for Australia to have full-time darts players. That would be good. We're going to work on Fox Sports. We're going to get them involved, and we're going to make it happen because we can compete full-time, everyone around Australia. Imagine being able to quit your day job and go play darts for a living. That would be fantastic. So, yeah, it is a very similar setup to the PDC, and I think they are set up by the PDC, in fact, to help bring them some players and just have a bit more organisation over here and have have a pro tour they call it which we're going to talk about now um, we've spoken a little bit about the pro tour before on the podcast i'm pretty sure you got to win your way onto the tour so they have a q school down in warilla i've only just gotten my head around pdc's q school and how it all works but basically if you want to be on the pro tour you've got to head down to warilla You've got to compete against many, many, many other people that have decided they also want to be on that tour and you win your card by finishing in a certain amount of top players and, yeah, that's how you do it. It looks like there's about 23 to 24 players at the top of the order of merit that keep their card, from what I can see. I'm just guessing off that. And by the, I'll tell you how I have made come to that conclusion. If you look at the DPA rankings, there is, I think it's 23 players, which doesn't sound like an even-ish number, but they just choose that number, that are all highlighted in green on the rankings. I'm assuming that that means that those players have kept their card for the next year. PDC, it's 64. Over here, it looks like it could be 23. If you get your tour card, you compete at all 15 events across the year. There's three events across the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Basically, second weekend of each month from Feb to June. And you get points for each tournament depending how far you go i think last 32 is two points and then it works its way up right through to the winner which is something like eight to ten points and more points higher ranking pretty straightforward for that usually you have to win your way onto the pro tour COVID challenges this year i think maybe last year hopefully not next year but we're just unsure especially with wa not opening their borders it's very difficult for everyone to make it over down to New South Wales to play q score So you are just, all it takes is to go and pay your way and you're on, on the main tour. Uh, having strong ties with the PDC, current system has two ways to get yourself to the PDC World Darts Championship. So the PDC, obviously, that's one of the reasons they want all these qualifiers from all around the world. they set up in a lot of countries. They're set up here through the DPA. And yeah, there's... Two ways to win your way to the PDC World Darts Championships. So you've got to top the order of merit, which I think that's what Ray Smith did last year. He was the number one after the Windmouse Satellite Tour, which is all the events that we spoke about before. That is what Ray Smith topped last year to win his way. He won the last one to get himself to the top and won his way to the World Dutch Championship and made the final 16. Our, you can win the Oceanic Masters. So... I would be pretty sure that the oceanic masters would have a qualification system. I haven't found that for sure, but maybe it is just having a tour card you're in, but maybe they probably won't do that this year, giving that just anyone can compete. I can go and compete if I want, which I'm considering, but yeah, so I, they might have a qualification this year and then that will also help them keep numbers down with all the COVID restrictions and possibilities that surround that. So, don't be surprised if you see a qualification come in for the Oceanic Masters. So now the DPA also helped to host the World Series events that come to Australia from the PDC. So they've had the Brisbane Arts Masters, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, all those. They also help with the Auckland one as well. This year it looks like they are hosting in Townsville and Wollongong. So a bit of country Australia happening with the PDC. They'll love going to Townsville. That is going to be beautiful for them. I'll be up there for that. I can guarantee you that. My mother is moving to Townsville. I'll be going up and visiting her and watching the Queensland Darts Masters, it's called this year. And then there's the New South Wales Darts Masters down in Wollongong. Hopefully none of this gets cancelled, nothing changes, and we have this happening because it's massive for Australia to host these events. Like you get to all these qualifiers, get up there and strut their stuff. And I've spoken before about the performances of Australians at the World Series has just been phenomenal. And, yeah, you want them up there, you want them performing and just showing the PDC that we have gun players down here. None of them like coming here and versing our guys. I mean, they probably enjoy it, enjoy a challenge, but, um, yeah, we tend to turn up. I think Damon Head is one of the only qualifiers ever to win one and look at him now, 29 in the world. He's just won a Challenge Tour event and is looking to just – work his way out the rankings and get right up there with Simon towards the top 20, top 16, and hopefully into the top 10. So the qualifiers for those, for the Townsville and Wollongong, so they probably already pick a few. You'd think that Ray Smith's playing in that. Um, there's a few others going around, maybe Kai Smith as well. Maybe Bailey Marsh probably up there as well as being definite, but they also have qualifiers to win your way onto that stage. So not only can you this year, buy a tour card and win your way into the world championships, you can win your way to this as well, which is fantastic. So if the qualifiers will run from the 27th to the 31st of July, and then you've got the Australasian champs and the oceanic masters held in late October down in Dubbo. And that's basically the DPA system done there. So there's, as I said, there's one every month from Feb to June, July, you've got the world series qualifiers then I think it's early August for the World Series events, then late October for the Oceanic Masters. But yeah, so that's there's not a huge amount of events. I think there's 15 events for the DPA that they play each weekend, adding the World Series qualifiers and World Series events and the Australasian Masters. You're looking at almost 20 events, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it still is, especially with... um they play three over one weekend. So it's only five weekends and that's it. That's the, basically the DPA order of merit wrapped up. Then you've got the Oceanic Masters. So not a lot of darts but there, but um, still it's it'll be high quality. Now the DPA normally run a challenge tour, which once again, very similar to the PDC. It's pretty much open to everyone. You pay, you play. Over in the uk at the pdc there's if you're top of the order of merit of the challenge tour i think you win your way into one or two events you're also if you top the the top two i think go on to get a tour card so probably a very similar system here if you top the order of merit for the challenge tour you will win your way onto a tour card and you wouldn't have to compete at q school so just another way for you to get some recognition and work your way onto the pro tour and consistently play against the best in Australia. Now, due to COVID, as I said before, it's all thrown the whole setup into chaos, which is unfortunate. No challenge tour, no Q score, so you purchase your card. We're hoping all of uh, Darts Worldwide, we're hoping that there's no more setbacks. You don't want any more events getting cancelled and set back. Because Australian Darts is growing, going absolutely great guns. Like this year, a lot of those DPA events expect to see a high level of darts. Like Queensland, let's rattle off some names. Ray and Kai Smith, Robbie King, James Bailey, Matt Mullen, Jeremy Fagg, New South Wales, Mitchell Clegg and Dave Marlin, South Australia, John Nottage and Rob Modra, Andy Pinder as well. Victoria, have a listen to these names. Reese Matheson, Corey Cadby, Stuart Coburn, Sam Ballinger. Those Vicks are going to be fired up and ready to absolutely tear it to shreds because they've missed so many darts. I don't think they were able to play in any of the PD uh, the DPA events last year and even have a chance to win their way to the world. So they are going to be absolutely fuming and ready to take us all down. Look, WA, you've got Kohaka Kiri, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Loz Riders over there, Bailey Marsh. I just watched the dart stream live, which we're going to talk about another week, over the weekend and watched, it, watched Bailey Marsh for the first time. He was averaging, oh, 110 or 115 in the first couple of legs against Ray Smith and was looking absolutely brilliant for a little bit, but obviously Ray, the quality is, took it out. But he's also a, a um, runner-up in the Oceanic Masters, so he watch out for Bailey Marsh. That kid is going to go places, and he is going to be an absolute gun. All those names can match it with the best of the best. Don't you even stress about that. Um, yeah, I can't wait to watch it all. I think, should, I'm not sure if Dart Stream Live, I'm going to look into this. There's Dart Stream Live might be hosting, not hosting, um, streaming some of the DPA events. I think you might be able to watch it on Dart Connect, but do yourself a favour and get the, a PDC TV subscription. I'm going to get one once my KO runs out. Uh, then you can watch all the PDC stuff. You can go back through the archives and watch specific events, catch all the DPA stuff, all the other ones, all the other organisations that are the PDC run. So there's the PDC Asia, DP New Zealand. There's more European, like the Dutch and Germans and all that. America, so... Look into getting that because there's so much darts on constantly and you can always go back and have a look at whatever you want because it's it's going to be massive this year. I, as I said, I just watched the dart stream live over the weekend and you're looking at James Bailey, Ray Smith against Blake Hatchett, who I'd never seen before, and Bailey Marshall, I'd heard of but never watched. And it's phenomenal darts. These are obviously James Bailey and Ray Smith. We know them. They're fantastic and brilliant players. Queensland darts killing it at the moment. Don't you worry about that. But these two WA boys absolutely held their own for a lot of it. I know, I think he may have gone down 6'3", maybe, um, Bailey Marsh, but as I said, was averaging 110-plus for a long time. So was Ray. And that's phenomenal darts to be playing just a couple of guys in Australia on a live stream on a Friday night, and they're throwing like that. Absolutely fantastic. So they're going to be competing every week not every week, every month on the DPA. And it's just going to be fantastic. And just have a look, because we all watch the PDC, we all look at the quality of that and go, wow, fantastic. But we're really only seeing the top 10 guys consistently do it. If you watch the DPA guys, I guarantee you're going to see some guys go and tear it up and go on a run that competes with the PDC dudes all day long. So I played in the SDDA, Seymour District Darts Association, and even there, there's plenty of high pegs, 15 to 18 dart leg, like some players are throwing. And this is all while they're having six plus beers, who pick up darts once a week. Like, imagine if they're consistently trying their guts out as well and practicing, practicing, practicing. There's countless online leagues, which I'm going to dedicate an episode to. The main point being that darts is killing it. Australian darts is on fire. So some more exposure is all we're begging out for. And then we're going to take it to that next level and be super competitive. There'll be 10 Aussies over on the PDC with a tour card, kicking goals. So yeah, pay attention to that. Get your PDC TV pass and watch darts. The other main point of this whole episode is there is plenty of darts to be played. If you're half serious about darts you should be playing at the highest level available to you. Humans are competitive. We up our game to compete consistently. Look back to Leicester Football Club. I think I'm saying that right. We're a 5,000 to 1 chance to win in 2015 Premier League. This is football we're talking about here. They'll promote in 2013. They finished 14th in 2014 after being 20th and looking at relegation for a lot of the season. And in 2015, won the whole Premier League at 5,000 to 1. You put yourself where you're forced to up your game. Humans do that. That's what we do, especially in sport. We're competitive animals. So there are plenty of ways to compete at the highest level. As I said before, not only can you... Everyone is available to play under Darts Australia, so your state team, your state leagues... Or they're all, majority of them are opens. You can go and compete in that. The DPA this year, as much as I don't want to make it sound like anyone can just rock up and play on the DPA because they probably wouldn't appreciate me pointing that out, but it is available to you this year. There are countless online leagues. Again, I've said that a few times now, but there are ways to compete at the highest level consistently. And why not do that? One thing I've been doing wrong lately a lot with my practice is. I'll get it right, standing in front of the board, throwing myself, and I jumped online and had a game the other day and threw horrendously and still know better the next morning once I'd figured out how to use this online software. So it's once again, it's that that competitive nature. If you're not competing consistently, you'll freeze when you get up there to compete and you'll freak out. So you need to consistently compete and there's ways to do that all the time now. You'll probably have time to practice properly twice a week because you're going to be so busy competing and that's only going to lift your game up and up and up and up and up. So that's basically going to do it for today. It's just a quick chat about my understanding of the professional setup of Australian darts or the highest level of Australian darts. And you, can, as you can see, it's all available to you. Look it up. All you've got to do is type in to Google Darts Australia and they can link, you can find the link through there to all the state affiliates or you just type in your state with the word darts in front of it, and you're going to find it. And get out there, as I said before. Let's let's really get darts out there. I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to work on trying to find out how much Fox Sports and ABC they play bloody some of the stupidest sports we've ever seen broadcast in this world on TV. So we'll get darts on there. We've got to we've got to work a way out a way to get it on there because there's some brilliant stuff going on. I'm going to give them a shout-out, even though they have no idea about it, but Dartstream Live, look that up. That is brilliant stuff. They have some absolute guns on there weekly. And, yeah, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal to watch, especially just some of the names they have on. The week just gone was yeah, Ray Smith and James Bailey against Bailey Marsh and Blake Hatcher. That was just fantastic, and they do that regularly. And there are a lot of other ones. I'm going to research a few of them. and might even do a Bix top three of streaming darts, but yeah, I'm going to have an episode for you on Thursday. Looking at the Masters coming up where Johnny Clayton defends his title, I'm also going to have a look at the Seniors World Champs coming up. The Seniors World Champs, that's going to be interesting. All right, thanks, guys, and keep on chucking.